Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. College Hoops practice opened around Montana and around the NCAA this week, and the Lady Grizz started the upcoming year with a bang. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. New Montana women's basketball coach Brian Holzinger and his staff secured a verbal commitment from Mackendra Koenig, a 5'9 point guard from Mill Creek, Washington, who is listed as the 91st-ranked player in the United States. Koenig is a four-star recruit who previously competed for the Austrian U16 national team. The Montana women's soccer team won its fifth consecutive game, all coming by shutout, and finished off a sweep of its Big Sky Conference opening road trip with a 1-0 victory over Southern Utah on Sunday afternoon in Cedar City. The Grizz opened the league with a 1-0 victory at Northern Arizona Friday night. Montana's last four wins have been by 1-0 scores, but the goals coming from four different players. Bella O'Brien scored the deciding goal of the most recent Montana win. In Crosstown volleyball action last night, Big Sky took down Hellgate in four sets. The Eagles moved to 2-11 with the win, and Hellgate remains winless at 0-9. And finally, in the latest Treasure State Media football poll, the Sentinel Spartans are nearly the unanimous top team in Class AA. The defending state champions won for the 14th straight time at Helena last week to move to 4-0 this season. Sentinel received 14 of 15 first place votes. Billings West came in second. Ellsville Glacier is number three. Butte number four. And Great Falls CMR is number five. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Yeah, hello, 
love some of the crossover we got here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. Shout out to Robert Chase. This is one of his tunes. He was playing over there on the trail. It's not really actually even like a trail song, though. It's more like a kind of an old school soul song. I love it, though. Sixes to nines. Good one. Happy Thursday. Welcome back in. Nuanas now. 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana TV around the great state of Montana. I'm Coulter Nuanas, broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula. They're located at the corner of Stevens and Mount. Unbelievable inventory of trucks. No matter what brand of truck you're looking for, they got more trucks than anybody in the Pacific Northwest. So go check them out in Missoula, or you can visit online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? We heard from Montana State head coach Brent Vegan as part of our Catching Up with the Cats weekly segment. Go check out Catching Up with the Cats podcast this week. Zach Minter, my guest, one of my favorite guys I ever covered over there at Montana State. Uh, very gregarious and affable. Uh, you gotta, I gotta love the the D tackles with the with the big smiles. That, that, that's uh, that's what you always want is the the charismatic fat guys. That that's what we're that's what we're here for. Those are always the guys that tell the best stories. So go check out that. We also heard from our good friend Carolyn. Chicken doesn't know sports. Give you a couple uh, vouchers to the AC Hotel. Uh, go on down there, have some mimosas, some Bloody Marys, maybe some brunch, and uh, also give you a little roundup on high school sports as well. Everything from today's first hour can be found in the podcast, which is proudly presented by Sports Bet Montana, Blackfoot Communications, and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Welcome in now to the studio, Kyle Sample, a recovered journalist, but a guy who's spent a lot of time covering sports, writing about sports, and good friend of this show and one of my best friends on the planet. This is how my life has digressed at this point. Uh, I have to invite my friends into my radio show to even talk sports with them because I just I don't even have any time to hang out with them. But what's up, Sam? How you living? I didn't even recognize you. <laughs> well, I got rid of all my hair. You did. Yeah. Shaved it tight. Yeah, shaved it tight. When's the last time you did that? I don't know. I feel like it's just pointless to hang on at this point. Might as well just go for it. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I, I mean... Like my hair started growing more proficiently down than up. So say you're balding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, so you just let it come out your face and uh, just let it roll, dude. I appreciate all the guys that have paved the way for me, though. You know, because the uh, the bald head, big beard is kind of in right now. It's so a big deal. It's a big deal. So you just go for it. So you just, you just roll. So Kyle and I have worked together on and off for the year uh, throughout the years. He's a recovered newspaper man who's now you know being smart, trying to make some. Some moolah. We're looking in the tech industry. You having fun? You do, uh, do you miss journalism ever? No. <laughs> Says no. Blankly, I love it. No, I, I miss. You're still a journalist at heart, though, because you're always texting me about stuff, seeing what's going on. I mean, I like to pay attention to things. I, I miss writing, like, long stories. Yeah, yeah. Like, where you spend a lot of time with. Those were a lot of fun, but beat journalism, being a fan is so much more fun. Uh, yeah, for sure. There's well, nothing that beats being a fan, honestly. It's true. And we've gravitated towards uh, away from the beat-style stuff at Skyline Sports. We've been just doing features and analysis because I think that's what people want, yeah. man. You know, you can get all the, the nuts and bolts of it on Twitter or whatever, or the message boards. Like, they want to know, like, the stories of the guys yeah. or, like, the analysis of what they're watching or whatever. Speaking of features, one of the most fun features you ever wrote at Skyline was about former Grizz long snapper Aaron Held. And I remember when I first told you I wanted you to write it, you're like, well, why? And then you did the interview, you're like, this could be sweet because he's, like, this super interesting guy. Aaron listens all the time, so shout out to Aaron. Uh, he actually won our Grizz Greats painting. And, oh, uh, sweet. He had a little bit of an advantage because I told the, the contest was write a couple paragraphs about your best Grizz memory. And he wrote this whole story about when they went to South Dakota 
and Ellis Henderson returned a kick that was like the pinnacle moment in the game. But it was just like the story of the plane ride back. And I was like, well, I know the guy listens to the show all the time. And also, uh, great essay. Like yeah, it, was, it was just a very long and detailed essay. I was like, hey, you win, man. That, that's, a, that's a great deal. So, uh, by the way, before every Grizz home game, we'll be having our uh, ESPN College Game Day Twisted Tailgate. And we have all sorts of stuff down there. Twisted TV slanging out some samples. We got swag from RV Truck Sales and Ryan Holloway and Miller and um, Brett's RV and Marine, everybody in between. Uh, But the other thing we got is the Grizz Greats painting of Dave Dickinson, Andy Larson, and uh, Don Reed that we gave away a version of the print of. We have the original, and we're not selling it quite yet, but I am showing it off because it is going to go onto the market in a couple months here. But swing by the tailgate at the Chamber of Commerce parking lot and uh, right by the foot of the walking bridge, and come check us out. I mean, come hang out with us, but check that painting out because that's going to be cool. It's going to be something that a lot of Grizz fans like. Time now for our All Football All the Time segments presented by Brett's RV and Marine. Brett's RV and Marine has their summer clearance sale going on right now. Summer may be setting, but savings are on the rise. Brett's RV and Marine has been owned and operated by a family, locally owned, for more than 50 years, you can go find them and the best inventory of RVs anywhere in Montana at 4800 Grant Creek Road here in Missoula. I want to talk NFL, I want to talk Grizz, but let's start with the Grizz because we're going to circle back around to the Grizz here in about half an hour when Bobby Houck, uh, I'm going to share some sound I got from him before Tuesday's practice. But you've been going to these games, you've been analyzing this team. Uh, I, the question I've been getting lately, and I'm not even close ready to go to this point yet, but I think it's a testament to how good Montana's looked defensively. I've been asked by not just fans, but, I mean, Larry Weir from the uh, from Eastern Washington, play-by-play guy for Eastern, he asked me, if is this the best Grizz defense ever? It's only a three-game sample size. I'm not really willing to anoint them as that yet, but a testament to how good the Grizz have been playing defensively. Yeah, it definitely has the potential. Like, right? I mean... They, they haven't allowed anybody to do anything. Anything. They've allowed two plays over 20 yards. Is that real? That's real. Wow. I, I mean, they've allowed 14 points in three games. That's an absurd number in college football. You go back to the spring, 10 points those. Yeah. And like, dominated those games. Like, And wasn't one of the touchdowns that was that was scored not? Well, so they given up 21 total points, but one was a pick six. So they've right. given up one touchdown to Washington on the first possession of the season, and then a fourth then, quarter touchdown with their third string in against Cal Poly on Saturday. That's it. Wow. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So when you watch them, though, I mean, from the, from the stands, what's this look like? Because, I mean, they they might not – I'm still, again, I'm not willing to anoint them as the best, but in terms of the physicality and the aggressiveness they play with, it is impressive to watch. It's not just that. It's really well organized. Like, you watch those guys, like, they communicate to each other often, it seems like. I mean, maybe – I mean, obviously, you're, we're not seeing everything as close as the coaches are, but, like, I think that's one thing that I notice is that when – uh, you see guys shifting on the offensive side, and the defense has to rotate, which they do a lot with those safeties. Like they're commuting to each, they're communicating to each other on like multiple levels of the defense, and like that, I think leads to as much of their success as anything. Besides the fact that they're just they're versatile and they're fast, and they're I mean, man, they just know they just know exactly where they're supposed to be. It seems like schematically and the things that they do that are uh, not just unorthodox is not even selling it as uh, extreme of level as it actually is. The things that they do that I've never seen any defenses be able to get away with. One, they don't substitute based on personnel changes whatsoever. They only substitute based on getting guys new opportunities or getting the guys a blow. That's it. Like when the offense does subs, they don't bring anybody else in. No. 
They pretty much stick with the guys that they have. And the other thing, like you're talking about the communication, because they communicate so well and they don't do subs based on personnel, on one play, Nash Fouch might be playing nickel. On another play, he might be playing Rover. On another play, he might be playing Sam. Same thing with everybody. The only guys that really play the same spot all the time in that defense are the corners, but even they can bump in inside of the nickel. But mostly it's the defensive tackles, the guys that are on the nose, and Robbie Houck. Other than that, everybody's playing everything all the time. It's just yeah. so impressive to watch. It looks like chaos, and it's not. Which right. is nice. my favorite thing about it is that like it is really organized. They know exactly what's happening, and like they react so well. And I mean, it's not. It looks like chaos because they like they're running all over. When you're just watching as a fan, and not, you know, not seeing things super clearly. Sure. Like, it's, it looks so chaotic, but sure. it's, it's awesome to watch. It's really cool. The other thing that is so impressive about it is conventional wisdom would also point toward when you send that much pressure from so many different angles, it leaves you very vulnerable to quick-hitting passing plays. Yeah. How do we see Sammy at Cam score last week against Cal Poly? Okay. Yeah. A, big, a big blitz. Cam Humphrey gets the ball out while he's getting hit. And it's a one-on-one, and Sammy Cam, boom, he catches it, house. Yeah, because there's nobody no, there. There's nobody there. Montana, I mean, Bo Baldwin, Cal Poly's head coach, he's, he described it perfectly. He said, hey, when a team blitzes seven guys, you should be able to draw up a tunnel screen on a napkin in a bar, and that's a touchdown. Yeah. And they did that. Cal Poly did that, I think, seven times, and their longest gain was 12 yards because the way these guys can get off blocks, set the edge, tackle in space, it's just amazing. Yeah, it really is. It's, as people fired up, I think that's exactly what people wanted to see. A, a strong defensive team, I don't think there's anything that, even though like the program ascended on offense, I don't think there's anything Grizz fans like as much as a strong defense. It's the most fun thing to watch live, too. Yeah. Because you can comprehend it so well. Like, when everybody's partying on the pile, everybody's running the ball. Well, and, like, it looks like chaos, right? And, like, most of the most of the, the experience that most people have who are fans playing football is just sort of chaotic, like backyard stuff. So it's like, I don't know. I think you can resonate in a certain way. Kyle Sample joining me, Colter Nuanas, here in studio on Nuanas Now. That said, the defense has been getting returns to the point of getting national recognition. They got people around the country talking about, is this the best defense in the history of a program that has a ton of great uh, defensive units and defensive players that have come through? But on the other side, I think the offense has left maybe not even a little, a lot to be desired. What have you thought of the Cam Humphrey, the quarterback, and then what have you thought of the offense in general? I thought it's inconsistent. Very inconsistent. Not not totally what I expect, but um, facing Washington was tough. And like I give Comf- uh, I give Humphrey all the credit in the world. I was really not impressed for three quarters, but playing that way he did in the fourth quarter was I mean that's gutsy stuff. Like you rally around a guy like that, and but totally the offense. I mean it hasn't like wowed me at all. Like I, I was really excited to see some stuff that we saw last year. Right. Just accentuated. Sure. A lot of the big play stuff and. Yeah. There's big plays here and there, but I'm, I haven't been like excited, super excited by it. So there's a building narrative right now that they've been keeping a lot of that stuff under their hat. I believe that. Like early, I mean, that makes sense, right? Like you don't show everything super early, right? You're going to have a pretty pared down playbook when you go on the road to play a ranked Pac-12 team. Right. And then you pretty much know that barring a complete meltdown, that you're going to take care of business at home against Western Illinois and Cal Poly. Yep. You also have a bye week in between there. So, I mean, I just I don't think it's a coincidence that Gabe no. Solsler has been sort of irrelevant in this offense. Sammy Akim has seven catches this right. entire year. Cole Grossman only has a couple catches. But then you have Eric Barker and Joey Elwell catching touchdowns. I mean, to me, it's not a coincidence. I feel like that they're just putting as much on film as possible to lead up into this weekend. Yeah, that's a really good point. I bet, you, I bet we see a lot more this weekend than we have 
all year. You're right. I mean, they just the uh, the Washington game is what it is when you're preparing for it, and then the other two games, they just probably knew they're better. I mean, you you look at those two opponents, and then you look at what they played in the spring, and it's like, I mean, they're the equivalent of Portland State, right? And sure, look what happened there. Yeah, exactly. This weekend, Saturday night, Cheney, Washington, 8.30 p.m. local kick, or excuse me, uh, this local time, 7.30 on the local kick there from Cheney, Washington, live on ESPN2. It's the number six Eastern Washington Eagles hosting the number four Montana Grizzlies. This is the first time these two teams have played each other when they both ranked in the top eight. Is that surprising? Yeah. Because Montana was perennially in the top 10, top 8 for all of the 2000s, but Eastern was a top 25, but not a top 10 program yet. And then Eastern was sort of that team in the top 5 for most of the last decade, and Montana wasn't quite there. So it does, when you actually think about it, it kind of makes sense. But this is sort of an opportunity for maybe a changing of the guard back to Montana's favor. I don't know. What do you think of this game coming into this thing? I want to go to it so bad. Oh, yeah. Okay, ticket price, I'm just going to say it. That's outrageous. Like whatever what are they charging for tickets? $85. Oh, man. That's outrageous. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> for a big shot conference level, But I get it. I get it. But uh, I don't know. There's been few games, like uh, regular season games, that excite me like this. Like we talked about it. Like as, uh, when you grow up, like Montana State was always supposed to be the rival, but I always felt like Eastern Washington was a little bit more because like starting with like those Eric Meyer teams, they sure. were always just so good. Like right, they were always so good, mm-hmm. and uh, they just seemed—they just seemed more of like a, a competitor to Montana. And now to see them like at this level, both of them in the top ten, man, it'd be really excited to go to that game at night. There's also just the the dynamic of that Montana Montana State are always going to have a bunch of Montana-born players. So uh, even if their schematics and things are different, a lot of the makeup of their teams is going to be somewhat similar. Yeah. And you also just have that whole element of just being in-state. But Eastern Washington's always been built on in completely different fashion than the Montana schools. They've always been built on you know oh, yeah. guys with chips on their shoulders, guys that couldn't get into bigger schools, guys that you know maybe academically were middle uh, you know mediocre, you know, guys that are from places that are a lot more urban and a lot more ghetto than places that Montana's recruiting, like Tacoma. So uh, I do think that there's sort of like this – yin and yang between Montana and Eastern Washington, too, because the identities of the program have been so different, even when they both have been so good. Very, very different. Very different. And Eastern, it just always was so sweet to go over there and beat them, because, like, uh, Montana fans, it was, it's always been a thing where they just know that they, they would, like, flood those stadiums. Like, I remember those games they played at Joe Albee? Oh, yeah. And it was huge. Yes. And they would be, like, 15,000 Grizz fans in yes. a 20,000-seat stadium? Yeah. I mean, when, when, when Montana went over there in 95 and beat Eastern 63-7 to and there was like 15,000 Grizz fans there, I think that was sort of the beginning of the end of Eastern playing Montana in downtown Spokane. Yeah, they didn't like that. <laughs> so they a question like from a listener yesterday on our text line, which, by the way, you want to be involved in the conversation, you got thoughts, questions, uh, anything about this Eastern Washington game, 888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. You can text us and be involved in the conversation. Uh, but a text from a listener yesterday was asking if they thought that Eastern would bring in extra stands or not. What do you think? Is that smart or not for Eastern? Because on one hand, you need the revenue. You know that a bunch of Grizz fans are going to go. But on the other hand, you don't want to kill your own home field advantage. I mean, it would be pretty embarrassing if, if you had more Grizz fans showing out on a night game on ESPN2 than, than your own fans. I think you, if you're Eastern, you kind of know the cap of how many fans you can have there as your team. Right? Like, how many fans is the most fans they ever get there? Like 10,000? Yeah. No matter what? Sure. So if you have... If you bring in 25,000, you're going to have 15,000 Grizz fans. Like, that many Grizz fans will go to that game. 
Totally. All football all the time. Presented by Brett's RV and Marine. Brett's got their summer clearance sale going on right now, so go check out Brett's. Summer may be setting, but savings are on the rise. They're located at 4800 Grant Creek Road here in Missoula. Uh, let's talk a little NFL. We're going to let that spill over into the next uh, couple segments as well. But the first and foremost question I want to ask you is Trey Lance, who I, I can say is a maybe not a friend, but uh, a, a couple-time contributor on the show. He's been on the show a couple times, and I just think it's so cool. Every time I see him get an NFL game, I could just, you know, post the podcast of when he was on our show. Uh, but a guy that was outstanding at North Dakota State that rose rapidly through the draft boards and uh, landed in San Francisco as the number three overall pick. And uh, you're a big-time San Francisco 49ers guy. And uh, the rumblings are real. Trey Lance, he comes off the bench, he scores a touchdown against uh, the Green Bay Packers the other night. By the way, what a game. Looked like the Niners had it, but 46 seconds is too long for Aaron Rodgers. He got him all the way down, and the Packers escape with a two-point victory. But what, what's your take on Trey Lance right now? Because it seems like this is a brewing situation. People kind of want him. They, they have wanted him, but... The more, I mean, 49ers, they're not in trouble by any means. They're 2-1, and one, but it seems like that there's a narrative brewing that Trey Lance needs to be the guy. Yeah, there definitely is. Um, I'm not a, a Jimmy Garoppolo guy. Like, I'm I'm ready to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo, but I'm not sure that Trey Lance should be the full-time starter, right, yet. Three weeks in is a, like, that's not much, especially if you're 2-1. and one. Jimmy, you can say what you want about the clock management down the end of that, that game and how much that cost him. Um, still, I just think, like, they should probably use Trey Lance more. I would really like that if they used Trey Lance more. I'm just not sure he should be the starter yet. But I'm also not going to be surprised if it's by, like, week 10 he's the starter. Amazing how much better they looked out there fully healthy, the, the Niners as a whole. I mean, they got nobody in the defensive backfield. That's true. Nobody. But last year they were just so decimated. Like, their offense looks like a oh. real offense. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo looks objectively way better only because he's on the field. Yeah, I mean, he's he's on the field, but also he's got Debo Samuel and George Kittle to throw to. That yeah. helps you a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that helps a ton. Um, they are way healthier than last year, but man, I'm, with that defensive backfield as injured as it is against Seattle, I'm scared. I hate to say it against the Seahawks. But well, I'm scared I mean, about the Seahawks that. looked like trash last week. That was at home against a team that I think sucks. That's my Minnesota Vikings. Can they go one and three? Can you envision that? The Seahawks? Yeah. Can they be one and three? Well, it would. It, it, it's funny because I have proclaimed the Seahawks were going to suck With for the last several years and been way wrong. And now this year, I changed my tune and said I'm not going to bet against the Seahawks anymore. And now they might suck. I don't know. Three straight losses. It would be right. It would be. Is that the first time that's happened under Pete Carroll? I, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine that it has. I mean, they've had a winning record all but one season in his, what, 11 or 12 seasons at the helm? Right. I'm, I'm certain Russell Wilson hasn't lost three. I don't know. I just feel like it's like uh, it's a recipe for it. And it's and if it happens, man, those those uh, Trey Lance rumors are going to be vicious. Vicious. How do you think that could impact the, the rest of their season? I mean, I mean, if you're a professional sports team, you have to just be like, the Twitter doesn't matter. If it's, right. not, a discussion, <laughs> right. if it's not a discussion within your team, right. if you know that Jimmy is makes you better than the other guy then you just have to go with jimmy and like the twitter doesn't matter what the fans say it doesn't matter with these guys out here who are like the media says nothing jimmy garoppolo sucks it's like well why what do you tell me why tell me exactly what you don't like about exactly exactly no that's that's i mean even though i'm a guy who's like not a jimmy guy so but totally i i fully agree Nuanas now, Kyle Sample. Joining me, Coulter Nuanas here in studio. It's Northwest Motorsports Studio. It's our all football all the time, presented by Brett's RV and Marine. We're going to circle back around in the NFL a little later on. But coming up next, Bobby Houck asked him not necessarily football questions, but questions about 
his position as a leader at the University of Montana. And Roman's up at Montana. What does Coach Alec think of that? We'll tell you that and more right here on Nuanas Now. Keep it here, ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. College Hoops practice opened around Montana and around the NCAA this week, and the Lady Grizz started the upcoming year with a bang. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. New Montana women's basketball coach Brian Holzinger and his staff secured a verbal commitment from Mackendra Koenig, a 5'9 point guard from Mill Creek, Washington, who is listed as the 91st ranked player in the United States. Koenig is a four-star recruit who previously competed for the Austrian U16 national team. The Montana women's soccer team won its fifth consecutive game, all coming by shutout, and finished off a sweep of its Big Sky Conference opening road trip with a 1-0 victory over Southern Utah on Sunday afternoon in Cedar City. The Grizz opened the league with a 1-0 victory at Northern Arizona Friday night. Montana's last four wins have been by 1-0 scores, with the goals coming from four different players. Bella O'Brien scored the deciding goal of the most recent Montana win. In crosstown volleyball action last night, Big Sky took down Hellgate in four sets. The Eagles moved to 2-11 with the win, and Hellgate remains winless at 0-9. And finally, in the latest Treasure State Media football poll, the Sentinel Spartans are nearly the unanimous top team in Class AA. The defending state champions won for the 14th straight time at Helena last week to move to 4-0 this season. Sentinel received 14 of 15 first place votes. Billings West came in second. Ellsville Glacier is number three. Butte number four. And Great Falls CMR is number five. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Welcome back to the Soft Rock Hour here on ESPN Radio. <laughs> Kyle Sample, Joe D'Amico, Ultra Nuanas here on Nuanas Now. One-stop shop for all things uh, music jokes, but also, you know, little sports from time to time as well. Thanks so much for kicking with us on a Thursday. Fun having my good buddy Kyle in studio. Uh, a bunch of stuff to get to. We're going to hear from Bobby Houck here in a minute. Uh, but a couple things I want to ask your perspective on, just some random around-the-world of sports questions. First of all, if you're watching on TV, SWX Montana Television, you see here I got my Grizz hockey schedule. Grizz hockey, back in the fold, first time in more than a decade, the Grizz have had a hockey team, and they get their season started on Saturday night down at the Glacier Ice Rink against Montana State. And uh, they got a couple games at Gonzaga, and then they got the Cats back here again October 15th and 16th on Friday, Saturday. Do you have any thoughts? Let me take a look at this. 
Do you have any thoughts on Grizz hockey? I'm very interested in it. I just learned it's a thing. You just learned. Here we yeah, are. But well, I'm you know. very interested in it. Okay. So, I mean, this is very similar to the club model uh, that the University of Montana lacrosse team has established. Tucker Sargent, our good buddy, former co-host of this show, uh, has sort of spearheaded this. He's on the board, and uh, he kind of helped put the roster and the team together. And we'll be carrying every Grizz hockey game here on ESPN Radio, every single home game, that is. Um, but I think that it's interesting. We've analyzed the club model here on Nuanas Now quite a bit. And there's a, a big difference between club sports that the vast majority of Division One institutions offer as varsity sports and club sports like hockey and lacrosse, where, I don't know, 10 or 15% of Division One athletic departments actually offer them as scholarship sports. So, I mean... Because they have their own fundraising, their own budget, they're not doing scholarships, but they're getting fee waivers. They're doing all that sort of stuff. But more importantly, I mean, this is the Grizz Hockey and Grizz Lacrosse are as well funded, albeit independently funded, as a lot of the non-revenue sports at Montana. And so it's an interesting deal because even if you're not uh, recruiting with the offer of a full ride scholarship, you are getting you're recruiting legitimate players. I mean, they have guys from all the the hockey hotbeds, Canada and North Dakota, Minnesota. And the East Coast, so I, I, I find it fascinating. But I, just, I, I think it has a chance to be really big, because, I mean, Glacier Ice Rink's a sweet venue. Uh, they're gonna have beer. It's gonna be cheap. The tickets are cheap. I mean, ten bucks to get in. That's, that's ten bucks. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's I mean, I, I can see us going down there and having some a sodas. Game on a Friday night, have yeah. some beers and watch yeah. them play. Uh, look at this this uh, run they have in November. Weber State comes here, BYU, Utah State. Like, I don't know what the nature of those guys' hockey teams are over there, but, like, those are big-name schools. No question. Montana State's had a club hockey team for several years now. They're really good. They made it to the, I believe, the regional finals of the, of that level of college hockey. So, uh, definitely it's kind cool. of like the baseball team used to, when the baseball team was here. Yep. They used to be really good. They used to go to national tournaments. Sir, absolutely. You know? Same thing. Uh, interesting perspective uh, because I think I think it has a chance to be big. So I think po- uh, hockey's very popular in, in Missoula. Missoula's a big hockey town. Yeah, try try go to a bar and watch the NBA during hockey season. I <laughs> tell you, no hockey is on. <laughs> no hockey's on. Beat that's, it. That's exactly right. Nobody watches the NBA. The other thing I wanted your perspective on is open enrollment in Missoula high schools when it comes to sports. What do you think of it? I, I guess it's like good to a point, right? Sure. Like, and I don't know if it's reached that point. I was at. Uh, Katie O'Keefe's watching USC's opening game. Yeah, and there was a there was a guy behind me, and man, he was just very against it. Like very, like mm-hmm. like it's being abused. All these kids are being recruited. There's a reason X team is so good. Sure. And like you know, I'm not going to name the names he or name the teams he said, but like uh, he was very very against open enrollment because I guess he thinks it's being abused. I don't know if it is. I just find it fascinating because the district lines in Missoula are a little bit arbitrary, only because. It doesn't matter where you live. The drive to each of the three high schools is very similar unless you live, like, out the low, low way or the big flat way. Other than that, I mean, Hellgate, Sentinel, and Big Sky are all, like, a mile apart from each other. Yeah. It's in a little triangle. Yeah. So you can justify that it's closer to go to one high school or the other or, you know, whatever. It's not as if it's a proximity is an issue. I also find it funny when people are talking about the recruiting element of it because I think that, like it or hate it, there's been a certain level of, Recruiting going on in high school sports in Montana forever. Probably, yeah. I mean, there's no question that like Great Falls CMR had all sorts of great players from that weren't from Great Falls. They were from Dutton and Power and Haver sure. and the High Line, you know. Yeah. Conrad and Shelby. Yeah. 
Because if you can go play for a head coach that's got 13 state championships, you go do it. We'll go do it. Play college football after that. I just think it's. Uh, I don't know. Like, is it being abused? Is that a topic? Is that something people talk about? Well, at, at I, I think that the more dire issue when it comes to high school sports, not just in Missoula but in Montana, is the the haves and the have-nots, the disparity of it. Because we've seen this gigantic fracturing now. Like at the Class AA level now, with sixteen teams, there's uh, six, seven teams that have no chance when they play the top six or seven teams. I've seen some of those scores. They can only play each other and have a chance. Yeah. Like, poor Flathead right now, I mean, they're getting routed in every game. And they've scored, like, 28 points this whole season. They've given up at least 49 in every single game. I mean, Hellgate... Is Hellgate getting beaten? Here's, here's the dichotomy of Hellgate's season. Here's the dichotomy of Hellgate's season, because they're actually towards the top of the bottom, right? They, they're the top of those teams. They no rolled chance. Belgrade 42-20, to 20, and... Uh, then they lost to Helena High 63 to 6 the next week, but then they blew out Flathead the following week. So 63 to 6? Yes, but that's the thing that I'm talking about is there is at least one 60 point game in which the other team scores less than 14 every weekend in Class AA. That's going to manifest itself negatively moving forward. Because why, how do you rebuild a program or how do you get better when a kid that's going to maybe come out for football looks and he's like, oh, you went one and nine last year, and you lost sixty-three to seven like four or five times. That's not good for anybody. You follow the Sentinel blueprint, which is which is you get guys in there who are going to be committed to that program, yeah. be around that program, and like treat it like a program, and then it probably will become one over time. I just worry about. I the, think right, like sure, it seems like seems like that. That's exactly what Sentinel did, right? Yeah, I, I just worry about the dilution of it. I think the one biggest detrimental part of the open enrollment in Missoula, recruiting part aside, is that because it is in in place, why would you go to Big Sky or Hellgate if you want to play football? Why would you go to Hellgate or Big Sky if you want to play volleyball? Why would well, you at go... at some point, like, the system becomes so abused, right? Like, that sure. is obviously not a good thing, and then you try to change it a little bit, Sure. Right? I, I, I just find it very interesting that, like... I mean, it, kids did play football at Hellgate when I was in high school there. Right. <laughs> and it wasn't pretty. Sure, but it was more competitive than it is now. Was it? I mean, I don't know. I guess that the... The point is, we see across all high school sports in Missoula, like right now Sentinel's really good in volleyball, and the other two teams have have one win between them because Big Sky beat Hellgate the other night. Do they have all the best players? Are, are all those players, do we know all those players are from very different areas that's the part. That's the part you can never really decipher. Like, I wonder. But I, just, I don't think it's a coincidence that, like, Hellgate boys soccer is unbelievable and the other boys soccer teams can't really hang. I don't think it's a coincidence, like, when you have a good team. I, I'm, not saying it, I'm not saying, like, it is or isn't, but... Like, maybe every now and then you get a good crop of players sure. from a certain area, right? Who grew up playing yeah. with each other. Maybe, I don't know. That Hellgate area is gigantic. Yeah. Where it draws from. Totally. As far as Missoula goes. Totally. Um, but, yeah, it might not be a coincidence. But what we need is we need a reporter to go and chart where all these kids live. Ooh, that was a good idea. Shout That's out, Missoula. Don't, we shouldn't do no, that. No, don't do that. That, just, that would be a giant, uh, a giant a headache and a really weird division of privacy. It certainly would. I just wonder, like, what's Big Sky going to do, man? Like, Big Sky, that's my alma mater. They are not really competitive at hardly any sport right now. Like, they had Hunter Meisen, the kid uh, that's going to Oregon State for wrestling. But, I mean, right now they have a one-win football team. They have a one-win volleyball team. Their girls' basketball team's won a handful of games in the last several years. They have a turnover in coaches because how do you build something when, you know, like the the other week or the other year, excuse me, they finally do have a guy that can lead their basketball program in Cam Lawrence, then he just goes and transfers to Hellgate. It's just it's it's 
it's not fun for the kids. So you're saying there's an abuse of the system right now? Yes. Okay. That I didn't know about. I was I'm not sure if I, how what point it's gotten to, but uh, I just know that I've heard it complained about. So then, what do you do then? I don't do you know just say because kids I think in a I, I think that can only go to a certain school. Yeah, I don't know because I think that there's like, I think there's a more more of an analysis that's necessary for why is the disparity so much? Because to harken back to your point, like when we were in high school, 16, 17 years ago, Big Sky was significantly better than Hellgate in football. But it still took a strong effort to beat Hellgate. Like we, even though Hellgate it was, I mean, you guys had a lot of players that you had to prepare for, and that, like, it's not like you're just going to go. I mean, Helen High came in here, and Caden he went through six touchdowns in the first half. It was like fifty-two to nothing at halftime at Washington Grizzly Stadium. That's stupid. I think CMR did that exact same thing to us on our <laughs> well, senior year. That, yeah, it was I mean, the exact same that situation. CMR team had like five guys that went to play college football, though, including a couple that went to the Pac-12. But regardless. Uh, an interesting conversation, to be sure. I just wonder why there is such a disparity, particularly at the Class AA level between the haves and the have-nots. I, I think wonder how it's gotten to this level. Yeah, exactly. For sure. It's time now. It's Nuanas now, by the way, for our Hauk highlights. We do this once a week, just depending on when I can catch up with Bobby Hauk. I caught up with Montana's head football coach before Tuesday's practice. Hauk highlights is presented by Ryan Holloway and Miller. Paul Ryan is one of the most respected Legal names in the city of Missoula. He's won Missoula's top attorney 13 different times during his career. And he's excited to announce the expansion of his firm. He's added Nate Holloway and Angie Miller as partners. Ryan Holloway and Miller, your go-to for any of your legal needs, whether it's personal injury, criminal defense, medical malpractice, or wrongful death. Ryan Holloway and Miller, available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can call them at any time. They have an answering line that they'll take care of you. Ryan Holloway and Miller, your Montana attorneys, and the proud presenter of Hauk Highlights. First of all, just a broad question. Enrollment up in Montana for the first time in a long time. So what do you think of that element, and do you at least hope that the success of the football team is a contributing factor? Um, well, I think it's great, obviously. Um, yeah, it's great. Fired up about it. <laughs> I saw you talking to President Bodner uh, before the game. Seems like he's engaged in athletics. Do you think that's an important element of being the president of Montana? I do. I think athletics is uh, very visible, if not the front porch of the university. Big part of it. And uh, I'm appreciative that our president and our university community embraces that. Saw some Lady Grizz had assistant coaches, rather, on the sidelines, too. So do you feel like sort of having a symbiotic relationship between athletic department uh, coaching staffs and things like that is good for the athletic department, too? Oh, I didn't I didn't see that, so I, I don't Tinkson. Uh, so, what the, oh, oh. Like Tinkson Johnson I didn't get there. to see Tinks. Yeah, yeah, he, he yeah. impressed. I saw because he No, nah, he sent them. me a text after the game, and I said, I didn't even know, was, I said, I didn't know you were here. Yeah. So, which was too bad. I wish you could text me before. Yeah, no, no, no question. Well, I know that, I know, uh, Aaron Best. Yeah, we like, we get along good. We Coach, like everybody. Coach Best said that he was a GA for uh, Tim Roosevelt once upon a time, so it seems like there's some staff crossover. Is there any other staff crossover in this matchup this weekend? I don't think so. I think just, uh, I think just Coach Best would be the only one I can think of. It's the only one I can think of is Coach Best. It's an interesting element, the fact that you're at your alma mater, he's at his alma mater. So what's that dynamic like? What do you like about coaching at your alma mater? Well, it, it depends on where you are. I mean, some people don't have the same affinity as we do around here, but there's a bunch of us that are alums here, and 
We love this place, and we're glad to be a part of it. I was thinking this the other day. You guys played Central Washington in the spring. You played Washington. Now you play Eastern Washington. So those three of the the foremost. One to go. One to go. That's one to go, right. Uh, what, I guess how impactful is that, though, the fact that you guys recruit in that area a lot? You know, you want to be good in Washington. Uh, do you feel like showing your product and, and sort of crossing over with those teams is good for you, especially on the recruiting trail? Um. You know, we're in the Northwest recruiting, so, you know, playing games in the Northwest is probably good. It's close for our kids' parents and families and high school friends and all that, so it's uh, that's a good deal, and I think when you're there, it, it uh, probably has you in, in front of the high school kids, which is always good. The last question for me, then. ESPN2, that's a huge platform, not just for your football team, but for the university as a whole. So what do you think of that element, the fact that you guys get to put the Montana brand on the national stage? Well, being on one of their two major platforms is good for everybody. It's good for the conference. It's good for the state of Montana. It's good for the University of Montana. So I'm, I'm happy that they uh, decided to, to put us on, and hopefully we have a good performance. It is a big moment for both University of Montana and Eastern Washington Saturday night on national television. The first nationally televised regular season Big Sky game in the league's history. We're going to talk more about that, about the impact that that national exposure could have for both Montana and Eastern Washington here on Nuanas Now, right after this. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Yo, yo, welcome back. You're on us now, 1029 ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. My good friend, Kyle Sample, joining me in studio. Giving you all things football, all football all the time. We do this a couple times a week, and all football all the time is always presented by Brett's RV and Marine. Brett's RV and Marine has a summer clearance sale going on, so go check them out. They're located at the corner, uh, excuse me, at 4800 uh, Grant Creek Road, and uh, locally owned and operated, family owned and operated for more than 50 years. So go check out Brett's RV and Marine for the best RV selection under the big sky. Missed anything in the show today? Great show. Heard from Brent Vegan, Montana State head coach, to preview the Bobcat game against Northern Colorado. Our good friend Carolyn Chico doesn't know sports swung by. Uh, for all things entertaining, including a little Adele rendition, uh, <laughs> mocking the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick promo for the uh, Sunday night football game this week as Tampa Bay takes on New England. We also heard from uh, Bobby Houck and, uh, of course, some good discussion about both Big Sky Conference prep and uh, NFL football here with Kyle Sample. All that can be found on our podcast. Nuana's Now podcast proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Blackfoot Communications. 
Grizz Open is minus six and a half point favorites uh, at Eastern Washington. What do you think of that line? Well, I think less of it now than I did 10 minutes ago after talking to you during okay. the break. Yeah, your conviction that Montana's going to win uh, has, has, has definitely pushed me towards they're going to win by a lot. I think that uh, Eastern Washington right now statistically has the best offense in the country. I do think that personnel-wise, they do have one of the best offenses in the country. They have the best quarterback in the country. That said, I think they're very poor on defense. I think the Grizz have not unleashed many of the schematic things or the personnel that they can use. And uh, I also just think that this is what it comes down to. I don't think Eastern can block Montana. Yeah, that's what you said. I totally agree. I, for some reason, hadn't thought about that. My whole thought was, what are the uh, like the passing concepts that Eastern uses, and and how does that affect our defense? Because I, I don't, I just don't think we've. I, I haven't watched them a lot, so I don't know. And I get the feeling just from what I've heard that we haven't faced an offense like that yet. But yeah, I when you threw in the blocking part, I think you're right. Like, who does block those guys? True. Eastern Washington couldn't block those guys. And our Andrew Houghton, uh, our producer on this show, a contributor here on ESPN Radio, as well as a writer at SkylineSportsMT.com, his biggest point of contention is that, like I've been saying all week, conventional wisdom is that if a team sends seven and you run a sweet, quick slant or you run a, a dirty little post out of the slot or you run a screen play, you hit it, it's a touchdown. And his whole point is that Cal Poly did it and they just don't have that good of personnel. Eastern does it. They got... Uh, Tallulah Limo Jones and uh, Andrew Boston and guys that are all league receivers. So I, th- I think uh, if you're Montana, you're just a little bit smarter when you're calling those, right? I mean, I think you're just uh, yeah. changing it up more. I mean, we have about a five-game sample yeah. size now. I guess we have about a seven-game sample size from the beginning of November in 2019 till now where Montana actually pretty much blitzes on every single play. And it works so well against uh, Weber State, annihilate them. Bad against the Bobcats. Great until it went bad in the playoff run in 2019. And then great so far during the spring and fall of 2021. And you think they'll continue that on Saturday? I think that they have a couple guys that are such unbelievably versatile players. To me, the, the entire key to the scheme is not these linebackers that are played out of their minds. Not the upgrades at corner that they've made. Not the diversity and depth they have at safety, but the fact that they literally can drop a defensive end into coverage, and a guy like Justin Belknap can run with receivers. He can hang in that spot. It's not that big of an exploitation. Andrew seems very certain that we are wrong <laughs> in our take on this. He could come on if he could figure it out. We're still learning how to press all the buttons around here. Yeah, so I'm going to step in here because Let's you go. guys yes. invoked my name. <laughs> I, just saw, I just saw you back there. You looked like I you think were 100% Montana's going to keep blitzing the same yeah. way that they have, the same way that they always have. I just think that Cal Poly sort of showed the blueprint as to how you beat that, and they just have the personnel that Cal Poly doesn't. I mean, Eric Berrier and those... The thing about Montana's been winning with scheme and they've been winning with personnel sure. every time because their players are just better than Cal Poly's players, obviously better than Western Illinois. Eastern has the personnel to win some of those one-on-one matchups. So are you taking the six and a half or not? Well, he, he's on the beat, so he, he, he's not allowed to comment on that. But it's a good point, and I think that's something we'll probably hash out to, uh, tomorrow as well. Running out of time for today, but it's been a great show. Thanks so much for kicking it with us. We're all heading over to Cheney. I'm trying to convince Sample to come with us too, but uh, Andrew, myself... Couple photographers. We're rolling over to the red turf. So we'll have full coverage for you live and in person over there as well. But tomorrow, 
back in the saddle. My good buddy, Rajim Seabrook, swinging by. We'll also hear from Matt Johnson, Dane Oliver, and Mick Morris, the three head co- football coaches for the Class AA squads as part of our Garden City Spotlight. And uh, should be a good one tomorrow. Um, last thought. I mean, what do you think of this game for Montana, Eastern Washington from a national perspective? Because big-time exposure for a couple schools that have been struggling from a university perspective the last uh, little while. It's amazing they put it on ESPN, too. Like, amazing for both schools. Yes. Just to be back and be able to be seen on a Saturday night when normally it would be a Pac-12 school. Like, it's incredible that both schools get, get that kind of exposure. And I hope Montana just, like, wins by 50. <laughs> Gotta love it, Kyle Sample. No longer a journalist. Now, just a Grizz guy. But uh, still, great conversation. Thanks so much for swinging by, man. This was fun. Thanks. We'll be back at it tomorrow, 4 p.m. In the meantime, you enjoy yourself. Thursday night football tonight, Cincinnati versus Jacksonville. A snoozer during if you looked at it during the uh, preseason, but... Cincinnati's pretty intriguing right now. They've knocked off a couple of good teams. They beat the Vikings and the Steelers, so maybe the Bengals got something cooking. We'll have a recap of that tomorrow as well, back at 4 p.m. See you then. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear... How about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.